0: Welcome back everyone. It is Tuesday, November 28th and uh, this is NYU grads daily podcast episode 93 Man, um, I've been under the weather. I don't know if you can hear it in my voice. I've been like coughing for the past 48 hours with on and off fever. It's not COVID. I know I missed uh, an episode on Monday Uh, But it was pretty much a snooze fest. Um, So I didn't feel too bad about not uh, covering the Monday session. But I'll be honest, I miss you. I miss the group. I I miss you guys and girls. Uh, I miss doing this and bringing the markets to you in a digestible 15-minute snackable podcast. Uh, This this one might be a little bit longer because I want to catch up with you guys. I was gone for almost a week in uh, Milan, Italy, uh, taking a breather before Thanksgiving, and then um, that was. uh, I've never been. I've been to Italy uh, multiple places, uh, like Sicily, Florence, Rome, but I have not been to Milan or the Bellagio, Lake Como area, and. I knew it was going to be a busy Thanksgiving here in New York. It typically is because everybody likes to visit New York in the Christmas time or the holiday time. So we often host or entertain family and friends. And my wife and I wanted to just take a few days to ourselves. But um, we had a lot of fun. Uh, Lake Cuomo is harder to get to in November because a lot of things are shut down. They start to shut down in October. Um, If you've never been there, uh, that's just the FYI. But we love that because it's empty. So um, we did not get a chance to go to Lake Cuomo because a couple interesting facts, but... um, We did go to Bellagio, and the way you do that is from the center of Milan. We were staying right by the Duomo Church. You take uh, a train um, from like their Penn Station, so to speak, um, and you take the train north to a town called Verena. It's about an hour and 15 minutes away on the train. And once you get to Verena, you take a uh, ferry, which brings you to... Minaggio uh, with an M, Minaggio. Then it stops at Bellagio, like the Las Vegas casino. Uh, but the casino obviously is based off of the architecture and beauty of the real Bellagio, Italy. And it's quite stunning. So the lake itself, it's all the same body of water that Lake Como, Bellagio, Minaggio, and Varena all share. And one of the things, the impressions that I got that will always stay with me is that the water is uh, very flat. Um, If you've ever, like, I've never been to the Great uh, Salt Lake, but if you've ever been to, like, uh, Lake Tahoe, it's like a big body of water, and it's pretty smooth, like glass. Like, there's not many waves, and um, the ferry ride was smooth, like roller skates. Uh, But when you come across the bend from Minagio and Bellagio comes uh, into view, it's stunning. It doesn't even look real. Uh, It's like in the middle of nowhere and you have this beautiful town and architecture and colors. I will post a photo, a few photos from uh, Bellagio. I posted on Substack Notes while I was there. If you don't follow me on Substack Notes, I'll share on the show notes. But that was a beautiful area. Um, The other tidbit that I wanted to share with you guys, the locals told me, because wherever I go and travel, I try to blend in with locals and go to local spots. Uh, One of the wineries or wine stores told me that Lake Cuomo is now highly populated with Russian oligarchs. Uh, so that's where they're hiding out. They're not hiding out in Billionaire Row in Manhattan anymore or Miami. Uh, their main hideout right now is Lake Como. So if uh, if you didn't know that, that's just uh, some trivia knowledge. Um, and transitioning back to the markets and business and finance, Milan has always been known to be the financial center of Italy. That's why I've never been, right? Like everyone works, it's hustle and bustle. You know, I want to go to like Palermo where it's like low, you know, slow pace of life. The food's delicious. Everyone's a little chubby and happy. But Milan is, you know, like New York. It's like a mini city, Um, probably like the size of Boston or Chicago. Um, But it's known for fashion. It's known for... uh, shopping so um one thing i noticed because i was there right before thanksgiving there were a ton of tourists but tourists in milan are predominantly from what i observe other italians from other parts of italy because you can quickly take a train to milan for the weekend or for the day um ton of shoppers I mean, you think Soho, New York is set up for shopping? Our hotel was right by the Duomo Church. And you can find every single luxury retailer footsteps away from this famous church. It's like, it's like the church doesn't matter. It's just set up to drive traffic, foot traffic there to get people shopping. Um, so I didn't enjoy that part of it. But I enjoyed the church tours and all that stuff. I also saw the Last Supper, uh, the actual Last Supper, the original, in a church, uh, which was amazing. But it was just a lot of consumerism. And coming home on that flight, which is like almost eight and a half hours, I was thinking about what would happen here on Black Friday, and we have our answer. Uh, I used to work at Adobe. They have a retail tracker and we broke all records. I think it was like uh, we went from like uh, 10 to $10.8 billion year over year or something like that. Um, I didn't dig into the numbers, right? I don't know if that's unit sales or total dollar amount sales of online shopping. But if, it, if it's not inflation adjusted, then it could just simply be inflation that is inc- making the increase in the e-com numbers. I'm not 100% sure. But uh, regardless, the headline number uh, beat all records. And it just is just so amazing to me that in the backdrop of the lowest savings rate in American history, we are breaking records for Black Friday shopping. It's a little disgusting. And it's, I guess, just a culture of the u.s like we're just consumers and i was alarmed to see the heavy usage of buy now pay later like if you buy anything on ebay or if you buy anything online you always see and even amazon like you know buy now four payments no interest they say that but then no one pays in the four payments and then the interest accrues and a lot of these like companies like Klarna and affirm If you do buy now, pay later, and you go over that grace period, they're going to hit you with pretty high APRs. Um, So this is just my hunch. I don't have, obviously, proof of the future, but I believe historically it has shown that Black Fridays are pulling forward future demand. And I think once we get past Christmas... Because uh, my wife tells me the best deals are actually after Christmas, because that's the stuff that retailers just need to get rid of off their books. But after that, after Christmas and then we turn to New Year, I think the consumer is going to be tapped out. And some of the things that lead me to believe this are the end of the forbearance from COVID pandemic on mortgages, Um the end of the uh, phony PPP loans, where you have a one-man or one-woman business, and you say you have 250 employees, and you get 30,000 per employee, and then you go out and buy a house in the Lamborghini. Like all that stuff is done. That that spigot of equity or liquidity is shut off. So. I don't see where the additional spending will come from unless we see an increase in incomes. Uh, I also believe, and I do have data on this, I used to work at a uh, SoftBank funded startup. Um, I have contacts in the VC world as well as private equity. 2024 is going to be a year of the down round. If you don't know what that means, I won't go too deep into detail, but let's just say I'm going to just break it down like like anyone can understand this, like I could explain this to my mom. You start a lemonade stand. You're not profitable, okay? Uh, you're making $100 a day but you're spending $1,000 a day for advertising, your input costs, employees, because you're too busy to man it yourself. You have four employees working the, the lemonade stand, and you, were, uh, you took on debt. Uh, SoftBank Capital, or you know um, Andrei, Andreas and Horowitz gave you a million dollars on a $10 million valuation. On that lemonade stand well you're out of money and you have this debt and you can't pay your bills you can't pay your payroll you can't uh, pay for the lemonade the cups the water so you got to go back to your VCs or the bank and raise more money the reason why it's called a down round is the bank or the private equity company or the VC will say hey we will give you another million but your valuation, last time we valued at 10 million, you are now valued at a four million valuation total, which means you're going to lose a lot of equity as the founder of this lemonade stand, and I'm going to basically take 90 percent. I'm going to probably buy out your previous uh, investor for you know pennies on the dollar. Uh, and that's what's coming. And in that environment, only those that can either raise cash at a lower interest rate, uh, like an Apple, right? Like Apple's pretty secure right now. They can go to the markets and raise capital. They can issue stock to raise money. They can sell bonds, corporate bonds to sell uh, to raise money. Um, They can take a loan quite easily. Uh, But if you are some of these, you know, 50 to a thousand employee tech startups in Silicon Valley and Austin and New York. You know, you're you're working on a WeWork or co-working space. Everyone's working remote. Uh, You're not profitable. All of those companies are at risk in 2024. And that is going to potentially uh, increase the amount of layoffs. And it's just a trickle effect, right? So more layoffs, uh, more issues with the economy. People can't pay their mortgages. Um, but with that said, I also want to not forget, and I'm not, I'm very cognizant it's an election year in 2024. I normally don't talk about politics on this uh, podcast because it's so polarizing. But if you look at this objectively, typically on a presidential election year. Uh, Wall Street and politics are very intertwined, and they don't want to upset the apple cart, and they will try as hard as they can to keep this game going because um, they want all to be elected again. They want their jobs. Um, so I, I see that they, they being Wall Street and politicians will try to keep this game going they'll try to prevent foreclosures they'll try somehow to give the uh, student um, the student segment some type of kickback Uh, maybe it's not a forbearance on their student loans maybe it's putting off payments um, for another six months until after the election. I don't know. They're gonna try everything they can But I see a lot of cracks everywhere. I look um, Let's jump into it I know I went off script today, but I missed you guys and I wanted to kind of catch up and, and kind of share what is top of mind for me um, But I digress let's go back into the numbers so today On Tuesday, and and forgive me if I cough. I've been coughing like on and off all day. (coughs) I will try to edit as much out as I can. So on Tuesday, November 28th, we had 305 new highs versus 162 new lows. So that's good on the bullish front. Um, We have right now 30% of shares below the 50-day moving average, which is a big improvement. And... We only have, well, we have 50% of shares under the 200-day moving average, which isn't great, but it's better than it was. Um, Taking a look at some of the um, leading names, I saw Tesla was up like 4.3%, which is big. Walmart was up 1.1%. Apple, eh, it's up 0.3%. Microsoft was up 1%. Uh, So nothing doing there. What I noticed was on... um, a lot of the risk stocks, the ones that were high flyers in the last three years and they got crushed. I'm talking about the Roku's, I'm talking about Carvana, all of those names where it's like meme stocks, right? Those went up a lot today. Um, Again, I'm kind of going off script here, but I'll name a few. So Affirm Holdings, the buy now pay later company, up 11.5% lift up 9.8%. Birkenstock, recent IPO. Sandal Company, up 9.3%. Wayfair, the furniture retailer, up 8%. Coinbase, up 7%. VinFast Autos, up 5.43%. I can't believe that thing is still trading and there's no investigators. Uh, Barrick Gold is up 5.25%. Crocs, Rubber Sandal Company, up 5%. Gold was up 4.8%. I mentioned Tesla already. Uh, Ally Financial up 4.26%. Also, Ally is like bottom of the barrel financial company. They're not like you know servicing Jamie Dimon. They're servicing people who are lower credit score uh, rating. Roku up 3.7. PayPal up 3.6. Zoom, the video conference company, up 3%. Arc International, Kathy Woods Fund up 2.75. Fresh Pet, uh, fresh food for your dog uh, out of a vending machine up 2.4%. Uh, sweet Green up 2.24 and AI up 2.28. So these are the kind of things that were up big today. I don't know about you, but uh, I don't think they're going to lead us to a new promised land. And the volume, although it was better than Monday, <coughs> which was like one-third the volume on the SPY of average daily volume, it was pretty bad for volume. And uh, I'm, I'm going to assume that if it's low-volume day, we're just going to drift higher. Uh, low-volume day, I'm going to assume if we're in, a, in the red by 3 p.m., 3.30 p.m., we're going to zoom back up to the day's high if it's low-volume. I'm also going to guess if it's high volume, you're going to see the VAL-D or the accumulation um, distribution volume tank and you'll see a sell-off. That's my guess. I think low volume means up day. High volume is going to be a big sell-off day. That's just my hunch. The 10-year was weak, which the bulls need for uh, wind in their sails. Healthcare uh, was weak. Uh, K Hovanyan, the Home Builder, was weak. Disney was weak. PJT Partners, uh, Private Equity, was weak. Um, what to watch? <coughs> I'm going to sound like a broken record. But I'm not going to deviate from the truth. Uh, keep watching The Magnificent Seven. Uh, especially Microsoft, Tesla, NVIDIA. Keep watching yields. Um, those are really the two pillars. Um, you know, it's going to be light volume until probably the second week of December. I don't even know if anyone's back yet to the office. Everyone's still drunk, uh, buying crap on online. Um, yeah, I mean that's it for today. <coughs> uh, Oh, some housekeeping items. I shared with you what I did on my vacation. I would love to hear from the audience how your Thanksgiving or Thanksgiving plus vacation time off uh, was. You don't have to use any personal identifiable information, but I would love to see that in the comments. I just want to see how your holidays were. um, And I hope you all had a happy and safe uh, Thanksgiving with your friends and family, and if you you know were looking for that deal, I hope you got it. Um, the other one is because I've been away so long, and uh, I'm, I'm kind of sick. I don't know, like I keep relapsing. Like I feel great after like a few pills. Um, I'm talking, I'm like you know <laughs> decongestion de- de- <coughs> and like Advil, um, but I keep relapsing. Um, and the fever comes back So I don't know, it's touch and go I may do it, um, depending on how I feel I may cover the markets on Wednesday as well But I just missed everyone I missed doing this uh, So I wanted to get back to it And give it my my all Thank you so much by the way While I was away, I saw many pledgers And many new subscribers While I was on vacation And it, it almost made me cry uh, You know, sometimes when you're doing research, sharing online, sharing uh, a podcast. You just don't know how it's going to be received. So it means the world to me. Um, With that said, uh, because I was away for so long and and because I had repeat content come out like the best hits type of repeats and replays, I'm going to extend the 33% off for pleasures till December 1, um, to the end of the month. So all you have to do is subscribe And then once you're a subscriber, that subscribe now button will turn to a pledge button. And uh, Substack will take a credit card, but it's not charged. It's basically um, you're showing support that in the future when I do come out with a premium service, with watch lists, uh, webinars, um, and I want to actually interview you, the subscribers. I want you to talk your book. I want you to tell me why I should buy something and why I I wanna learn from others uh, as well as share what I know. Um, So uh, more to come on that in 2024, but everyone who pledges uh, by December 1, I'm manually keeping track of this, uh, will eventually, once I launch the premium, will have a 33% discount, which is basically three months uh, free of the premium service Um, so it costs you nothing to do. Uh, if you, if you support the work, if you enjoy the work and you're learning, uh, it would mean the world to me if you would pledge. Um, with that said, I'm going to go drink some more tea and try to rest this off, but I will see you guys hopefully after the Wednesday session. All right. Later.